This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, February 18th. This is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups episode. The All-Star break is here, and we have a respite from actual NBA games for a handful of days here. But the work of trying to win a fantasy league does not stop. We don't sleep. Steve Alexander doesn't sleep. We have plenty of waiver wire names to consider. Speaking of Steve, it's just you and me today. It's a two-man draft, two-man podcast. Jonas Nader is out. He's out with a thing. He's out with a... He's. He's listed as out. We're gonna have a two-man pod, uh, Matt. I'm I'm coming off a rough Thursday. You know, we normally do five dollar Friday on FanDuel, and uh, there are no NBA basketball games tonight. So we did five dollar Thursday. Oof. And I had Kyle Kuzma do you know what to the bed, and I lost by like six points. So thank you, thank you, Kyle, Ouch. for nothing. Uh, but Friday. Like Matt, I mean, I'm setting up for the best Friday of all time. First of all, we're live on the air oh, right wow. now, talking hoops, doing a podcast, living the dream, yep. literally, literally living the dream. So excited about this show! And then I'm I'm gonna roll over to the Johnny Bees later, and I'm gonna run my NASCAR pool by hand. First week, Daytona's coming up, big doings, and then oh, wow. uh, four o'clock, I'm gonna roll the ball a little bit, gonna play some golden tee. Six o'clock, I'm recording a podcast with my friends from Scotland and Australia talking about the band Pavement. You might see the license plate behind me. No, I don't, but carry on. Then after that, Matt, we're hosting trivia. Like all my favorite things are happening today. I'm so excited. What a day you have planned. What a day. Then there was something I wanted to ask you about in there. Oh, was it emails? No, there, no, no. There was just so much. There was just so much on your itinerary that I, I had like three questions. Oh, the NASCAR, the NASCAR. I don't want to spend long on this because people didn't come here for this. But are we drafting drivers? Is that what we're doing? Just, just like overview, big picture, big picture. Quick, quick hit. Every week you pick four drivers. Okay, got it. If your driver finishes first, you get one point. If they finish second, you get two points, and. It lowest score wins, just like golf. I mean, and it, and then if there's, it, you pick a tiebreaker sometimes. Yeah. Are we snake drafting this? No, everybody everybody can have the same team if they want. Oh, so you can pick any any four drivers. There's no like, there's no salary situation, nothing like that. Nope. And you'll be scrawling this on a legal pad basically to keep track of it. Basically, I have an envelope, and everybody puts their money in the envelope and writes their team on the envelope and then I come home and put it in the computer. A lot of honor system going on. You just jam the envelope into the computer? Is, is that what you do? They actually fax their picks to me, man. I, I would hope so. I'd be disappointed if there was no fax machine involved in this operation, Steve. Sometimes I get a page and the guy's like, Denny will be like, hey dude, I'm stranded. I can't, I'm not near a fax machine. I'm at a pay phone. 
can you drive out here on Highway 52 out by the reservoir, out by the old out by the old mill, and yeah. pick up my picks? My picks. I'm. I don't want to transmit them over the phone. I'm not comfortable. All right. <laughs> I love it. So let's get into some of these waiver wire pickups. I think, I think first we got to hit this news first and figure out whether there's any waiver fallout here off the top. This, that is that Anthony Davis, according to Shams Charania, and I believe the Lakers, is set to be re-evaluated in four weeks. That is obviously, I think sometimes we read the word reevaluated and think that means how long he's out. That is not how long he's out. As you and I were talking offline before he came on, Usually means longer than that, and I was reading on The Athletic from Jovan Buha, who covers the Lakers, expect it to be longer than four weeks that Anthony Davis is out. So, I mean, Steve, you were saying before he came on here, you think he's done for the regular season. I said that the night I said that the night he went down. I, I wrote, he's, this is a monther. As soon as I saw the ankle, I was like, he's out for at least a month. Probably done for the regular season. And, like, the Lakers are going to have to reach the finals for AD to play again this year, and that ain't happening. They're terrible. I'm not as extreme as you are, but I do think you have to be making other plans in fantasy leagues and just and be happy if you get him back in time at all for meaningful fantasy games. And, dude, what's crazy about this is usually if a superstar goes down, there's somebody behind him that you can pick up and plug in. Right. Not get the same stats, but at least get something out of. And look at this Lakers team. There's nothing there. I mean, it's Malik so Monk, Taylor Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard. It, it's just garbage. I, I actually like Malik Malik Monk as the pickup, but I mean, he's not going to give you Anthony Davis stats. I mean, if, no. if, if you own Anthony Davis in a standard league, I mean, you might as well just drop him. I, I've got him in in my Malkmus League, and I, I mean, I think I'm done. I'm just gonna open up that IL spot spot for somebody else and move on. He's he's done, dude. You, in fairness, you move on when someone like you know misses a game with illness. I mean, you, you are one of the quickest to drop human beings I've ever met. So, well, we don't have t- life is short, Matt, and fantasy seasons are short. And this AD thing, like, yeah, you're right. I am the most impatient fantasy owner, fantasy manager of all time. But uh, this AD thing, he's he's done. His middle name is Street Clothes. Uh, we've made jokes about how often he goes to the locker room. It was not funny the other night because, I mean, he was clearly, clearly it was a bad injury. And I'm, I'm not making fun of his injury. I'm sad that AD got hurt, but it's just what he does. And the four weeks evaluated, that's two months. It's over. I mean, even if it's six, five or six weeks, you know, that's obviously just crushing for fantasy managers and for the Lakers. And to just quickly coming back to what you said, who is the pickup? I mean, yeah, Malik Monk maybe gets a little more usage. Talon Horton Tucker will have his moments, but we've seen from Talon Horton Tucker all season long, you know, take a guess what he's going to give you on any given night. You might guess right in DFS or in a streaming situation on him. But I think the production is just too turbulent to keep in a fantasy lineup for the long stretch, even with Anthony Davis out. It's nuts, man. Uh, and just for the record, February 21st, which is Monday, starts week 19 of this season. There are 25 weeks in the season. So basically, and 18 and 19 and Yahoo are combined into one week. So, right. I mean, it's over. He's done. <laughs> okay. Let's get into some other waiver wire pickups here. Now, there are a lot of places we could start. Let's start with Jackson Hayes, Steve. I wasn't planning on starting with this guy, but this is just when we thought he was a drop. 
He has had three straight productive games, uh, including 18.6 rebounds on Thursday. The Pelicans have basically sent Devontae Graham to the bench for now. Uh, seemingly, they can't make up their mind. And we have a question from Sniper4113. Do you think Hayes stays in the starting lineup? Do I think he does? Uh, I don't know what to think with the Pelicans because Hayes was playing really well leading up to the deadline. And then, you know, his minutes went back down. Now they're back up. Now Devontae Graham is to the bench. I think the Pelicans can't make up their mind. But I also think what we saw right before the break was pretty encouraging. And Hayes is once again an ad, 25% rostered, even if it's going to give us some headaches. What are your thoughts, Steve? Matt, would it surprise you? If I told you that I added Jackson Hayes like three weeks ago and he's still on my team, I actually, Steve, it wouldn't surprise me because I've been a bit of a roller coaster there. I know he's on your team because I went and checked in a bunch of my leagues to find him and you still have him in the company. I was like, surely that's a typo. Steve, Steve didn't drop this guy. I wasn't near a fax machine. <laughs> you had to, well, you could have driven out to the old mill and, uh, and submitted that drop, but yeah, other things happening that day. Did you hear about the fire down at the mill? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I still have Jackson Hayes. I like Jackson Hayes. My son, who's 14 and loves NBA basketball, even though he won't sit down and watch a game, he only he gets everything off of YouTube and his phone. He will not watch a game. And NBA 2K, right? Yeah, he knows a lot of a lot about that. And he, he saw this morning that Luca had, what, 47 points and something ridiculous. 49, 49 I think. something ridiculous. 77 FanDuel points last night. He was pretty mesmerized by that. But he was like, Dad, uh, so Zion Williamson is like a total bust, right? Like his his NBA career is going the way of Greg Oden. And I was like, I mean, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I hope he's wrong. I hope he's wrong. But, yeah. you know, we're not going to see Zion play this year. So, I mean, it should just be... Let's get all the Jackson Hayes we can out of our system and and let him just go nuts over this uh, upcoming silly season uh, on top of an already silly season. And weirdly, this is kind of tied, like I said, to Devontae Graham. You wouldn't necessarily correlate Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes, but with Devontae Graham and CJ McCollum reportedly not meshing super well on the court together, that has kind of led the Pelicans to go big again, bring Devontae Graham off the bench. That means more minutes for Jackson Hayes. So fingers crossed. I don't think we have any certainty here, but I th- I do think we have to gamble on them starting him again, starting him more, continuing to start him coming out of the break. Well, and that's a good point about Devontae Graham. I mean, I look at his numbers occasionally, and I'm just like, what happened to this guy? Where is he? And CJ C. McCollum happened to him, but he really wasn't playing that great before that. So yeah, I, I think it's a good point that they, they got to go big. We've had back-to-back 18-point games from Jaden McDaniels, who is 38% rostered. He's getting defensive stats lately. In those two 18-point games, he has combined for six steals, four blocks, two three-pointers. Uh, Steve, how high are you on this guy? Did you guys talk about him on Thursday? We talked about him a lot on Thursday, actually. And the night that he went off and, and Jared Vanderbilt played 18 total minutes, uh, I was on Twitter like these guys are trading roles right before our eyes. Like like two weeks from now, McDaniels is going to be getting 32 minutes and and Vanderbilt's going to be getting 18, which is what happened the other night, too. But uh, and then Jonas was like, don't be so quick to, to give up on Jared Vanderbilt. He's returning. I don't know, like top 100 value over the past six weeks. But if you look at Jared Vanderbilt's game line, man, it's really, really rough. It's like all single-digit scoring, 
three double digit rebound games in in February, I think. I, I it's just not very good. And then you look at Jaden McDaniels, he's got a bunch of 18, 20 point games. Doesn't have the double digit rebounds necessarily, but he hits threes, he gets blocks, he gets steals. Like he's just a better all around fantasy player than Jared is anyway. So changing to the guard, I think McDaniels is probably the hottest pickup in fantasy right now. I'm trying not to give up on Vanderbilt. I, I land on the side of Jonas on this one, but it has been a rough couple weeks, no doubt. But I, after what Vanderbilt has done all season, I'm just not quite ready to bail on him. I'm going to give him another week or two. I know it's a foreign concept to you, Steve, but I'm going to do that. I don't even understand what you're saying. What, right what are those words you're saying? Alperin Shangun had one of those games that we were hoping to see recently. Of course, that was with Christian Wood out. He had that monster line, I believe it was 19 points, 14 boards, hit some three-pointers, had some blocks, had some assists, just great stuff all around. Then, What did he do last night, man? Yeah, he didn't do much because the Rockets, for whatever reason, refused to just fully give him the opportunity. Four points, three rebounds, four assists, and a block in 14 minutes in a 31-point loss. In a 31-point loss, I get it. Okay, fine. You don't want to... You want to let Christian Wood start? You don't want to start them together? Can we not uh, give Shangun garbage time run? I mean, that's part of the appeal here in theory. 31-point loss, and he played how many minutes? He played 14. That's brutal. I mean, David Nwaba got 20 minutes. Are we not developing this kid? What are we doing? That is a fireable offense, if you ask me. Like, Tom Thibodeau should be fired for giving up three 20-point leads and losing three times in those three games, in a seven-game span. He should be out, gone. And this dude, Stephen... Uh, Silas. Silas. See it. Like, you're not going to play Shingun in a 31-point blowout? Are you kidding me? And Matt, do you remember like two months ago, us talking about Shingun right here, and I said, man, my only hope is that we're not like two months down the line still asking why Shen isn't getting minutes because before you know it, this up and coming up and rising guy that is a, a hot fantasy pickup with a lot of upside ends up being a total bust that you wasted a ton of time on throughout the year. And I, I mean, that's sort of where we are. There's not that much time left before the playoffs start. And yeah, Shen Yoon still has a chance to be a silly season monster, but, a 31-point blowout in February right before the All-Star break. You play the kid 14 minutes. That is absolute – I'm not even going to say it, man. I'm, I'm about to go Stephen A. Smith up in here. I mean, here's what I'll say about Shingun. I think if I have Christian Wood on any rosters, I really want to have him as insurance for Wood because I think we're one Christian Wood rolled ankle from Alper and Shingun time happening. So I absolutely think he's kind of – almost obligatory Christian Wood insurance at this point because Christian Wood, obviously kind of one of those guys we're worried about on a bad team uh, down the stretch. Steve, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on Cam Thomas. He scored 20 points again. Is 38% rostered. The setup is pretty good for him right now, all things considered, as long as Simmons and Durant are out. And Kyrie Irving doesn't have that many games left on his schedule if things stay the way they are. Correct. And whether Kyrie's going to be allowed to play in New York or not, remains up for debate. Matt, you weren't here yesterday. We had a we had a fun Kyrie Irving discussion going on. I was like I was like Roth was like 
yeah, I'd trade Kyrie Irving, but I need I need to get a lot back. I was like, I don't need anything back. I need Alperin Shingun back. Like I'll trade Kyrie Irving right now for Shingun. And people are like, that's that's a pretty strong, strong take there, Doc. You don't really mean that, do you? I'm like, look at his schedule, dude. He plays one game a week, like one or two games a week the rest of the season. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Nothing. I'm trading him. I'm, I'll trade. I'll trade Kyrie Irving, like I said yesterday, for a 30 pack, a Miller Lite, a bag of Doritos, and give me some Alper and Shingoon. I'm good. I did not know what I was walking into when I mentioned Cam Thomas here, <laughs> dude. And Cam Thomas, by the way, the fact that he lit up the Knicks for 16 in the third quarter, hit six out of seven shots, and scored like 13 straight to come back and beat Tom Thibodeau, like that was the most fun I've had watching a 28 point blowout all year. Loved it. I mean, Cam Thomas has this amazing ability. He did it again. I think that was last night, right? Where it looked like he wasn't going to do anything. And he ended up with 20 points, four assists in 28 minutes, three threes, a steal only worth a 12 pack says Jay Garcia jam. Jay Garcia jam says I can't even throw in the 30 pack of Miller light. It's gotta be a 12 pack. So well, what are you talking about? Like a 12 pack, if it's a 12-pack, is it a 12-pack of like an IPA or are we still? No, 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 no. It's straight up Natty. 12-pack of Natty, a bag of Doritos, Cool Ranch, cool Ranch. and uh, Alfred and Shingun. And you can have Kyrie Irving. Who's, this is. Whoa, did I actually? You're going full. No, I, no you've already done it. Accident. You've already done it. And we'll just talk about this guy next. Steve, you've gone full rogue on just putting user comments in at the beginning of the show, which is fine complete accident i actually hit the button we want to hear from the listeners and the viewers thank god it's actually a question and not some comment about it's not a comment about matt matt stroud this is one of the next guys on my list so g cho asks who's rest of season outlook is better justice winslow or danny avdia both go four 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 in the fantasy playoffs in his fantasy playoffs oh that's a spicy question i'm gonna double check this but i'm just gonna say definitely avdia is my initial instinct Absolutely. Me too. Even though I'm done with him. Although Winslow, now in fairness, Winslow is playing well right now. Five straight double-digit games. He's 47% rostered, so he really wasn't going to be in this conversation. But yeah, I mean, Winslow... What's Denny rostered at? Denny's like 18 or something like that. Is he really only 18? Yeah. The wing situation with Portland, yeah, I mean, Winslow, take your pick, honestly. I've I've revised my statement. Which way do you lean on this one? You love Denny, though. You're a Denny lover. I do like Denny, but Winslow, I mean, I have to be honest. He's not on many of my rosters. He's not on my rosters, but I was just looking at his game log, and I was impressed. It's, it's, it's Avdia-esque lately, if not better. Dude, I try not to look at Justice Winslow's game log. It scares me. Hey, how old is Justice Winslow? Can we play that game? Yes, we can. I feel like he's old, but he's probably not. He's not. Uh, hold on. What draft was 29? that? 29? I'm going to say he's 27. I'm going 29. Okay. Are you looking it up or am I? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, all right. Hold on. I'm just here for the, just here for the ride. You're going to make me do this. Okay. Hold on a second. The free, the free water. Justice Winslow. 28. Sniper says he's 28. He's 25. So we were right in the he's middle. He's 25. Huh? Justice Winslow is 25. He's tw- No yeah. way. He's turning. We were both way over. He's almost 26. I was. I almost nailed it. I was pretty pretty much on it. 
I didn't nail what team he was on, but I did nail. <laughs> I did nail almost nails age. Does anyone know what team Justice Winslow is on? I mean, we really haven't seen him play for three years until like the last week. I I don't know, man. I I find it hard to believe that Justice Winslow is relevant in fantasy right now, but he sort of is. But also, if you look at that Washington team, it's Kyle Kuzma, it's Contavious Caldwell Pope, it's a bunch of centers who don't do anything and don't play, and then it's it's Denny. I think Avdia is the guy you want down the silly season stretch. I, I don't know. But I, I also have not looked at Winslow's game game log either. I'm scared to. It's good lately. But I mean, look, Avdia on Thursday, 13 points, eight boards, two dimes, two steals, one block, 18% rostered, as I said. He had that 15 rebound game recently. And I think they're both worth rostering. I think you, you can kind of take your pick here. If you've got Winslow, I'm not, I don't really want to be making that choice, I guess. I would just keep Wins- Winslow if you have him, and if you can add both, they're both worth rostering. Matt, how old is Chris Duarte? He's either 24, unless he turned 25. So Chris Duarte and Justice Winslow are like the same age? Like, that is mind-blowing stuff. Like, I I am absolutely blown away. <laughs> Winslow's like a year old. Winslow's a year older. I'm blown away by what's happening right now. Like, the fact that Winslow is only 25 it is the most shocking thing we will hear all day. I can't believe it. I don't know. Winslow, Winslow with Portland. Give me some Winslow. Winslow in six games with Portland. We're, we're going to not spend that much longer on this, but 12 points, 7.3 boards, 3.3 dimes, 1.7 steals, 0.8 blocks, and 1.03s. I mean, that's pretty much like peak Denny Avdia production, right? If you're talking about like a, a best case for this season for Denny Avdia, it's that. And the schedule is not a tiebreaker because they both finished the season with four four game weeks in a row. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's like peanut butter and and uh, peanut oil and corn oil, Matt. I really can't tell a difference. <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah, you couldn't have really picked a, a more like kind of one for one fantasy situation if you tried between these two guys. Meanwhile, Steve, let's move on to a guy who you and I have both had some headaches with in fantasy. We've never successfully had this guy in our lineup for a good game. But Maxi Kleba, a.k.a. Fun Maxi, is coming off games where he scored 19 and 20 points in back-to-back games. There's a five-block game in there, three threes in each one. Obviously, our tendency is to say, well, oh, finally, you know, he's, he's putting it together. We can trust him. But I feel like you and I both know better or think we know better. Are we right or are we wrong? I'm coming around on Kleba. Okay. I I feel like this whole Porzingis being gone thing is actually going to kick in and start working. It's obviously working for Luca, who has been a monster, absolute monster this week. Probably player of the week, right? In the West, I think he has to be named that. But I think Kleba is good to go. What's his face being hurt? Reggie Bullock being hurt probably helped a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Cleveland now. All right, we have more names to hit, plus a couple more of your questions potentially, but first we're going to take a quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you an NBA midseason offer. Get 20% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout February when you use promo code STU20. Finish your fantasy regular season strong at one low price. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code STU20 at checkout to save today. Steve, your guy, Poku, went into the break on a strong note. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 2 triples, 15% rostered. Where are we at with the uh, with the whole Poku situation? He's tough to trust because the game before that was pretty rough. But you look at his last four games in a in a vacuum, like the the whole of them, he's been pretty great. And uh, it's funny because uh, Jared and I used to always te- he used to always text me about Clint Capella. Now, yeah, he cut Sadiq Bay in the draft okay. show league and i picked him up i remember i picked him up i was like thanks for sleep bay chum uh, you just got played or whatever he's like enjoy that field goal percentage he sucks and then so every time Sadiq bay goes off i text jared and then he picked up kelly right. olenic because we've been hyping him and every time kelly olenic is garbage which is almost every night except his last game jared texts me he's like this guy is terrible why did you why did you hype him up well, now it's turned to Poku. So he texted me the other night. He's like, Poku, that's all it said. And I was so busy. It was Wednesday night. I was blurbing all these games. I was like, did he do anything? He's like, no, he didn't do anything. He's terrible. And I was like, okay, great. And then the next day I look and he had 10 points, 10 boards, two blocks and two threes. I'm like, oh, he did something. Like, that's a good line. Sorry, that was a really, really long story for nothing. But... <laughs> It was a long story to get us back to the stats that I just said. To bring us full circle, circle back, yeah, circle back to it. But I, I, I tell you, man, my thing about Poku is last last week I said I'm going in on Poku for Friday and Saturday. That's it. That's the only right. only guarantee, only Doctor A guarantee you're getting is those two days. So then after that, I was ready to move on. But of course, I burned all my moves in like 17 minutes on Monday. Or Sunday night. So I was out of moves. I couldn't drop Poku. So I was sort of stuck with him the rest of the week. And then after what I what he did on Wednesday, it's like he's gonna be a silly season phenom. I'm hanging on. I'm in all in on Poku all the rest of the way. Oklahoma City all right. Thunder are getting ready to shut everybody down and just let the kids run. Well, if that happens, we're gonna want to consider a guy, another guy, Trey Mann. Trey Mann. Also goes into the break on a very strong note. Back-to-back games of 30 and 24 Ooh. points. He's 6% rostered. Steve, what are your impressions of him? I mean, it's it's kind of been what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, it's a lot of points and threes heavy. 
But this is certainly a name I'm watching, if nothing else. Do you ever get Trey Man and Terrence Man confused, Matt? I mean, the T Man thing, exact same spelling of man, can be tricky. T Man is a little tricky sometimes. I like both of them actually. I like Terrence Man's overall game a little more than I like Trey Man's overall game. But Trey Man, again, man, these Thunder kids, when when the Thunder decide they're gonna tank, they know how to do it. Like they're professional basketball tankers and they have yeah. all this talent that they don't know what to do with and they just they just run it out there i think trey man is is actually going to be really fun down the stretch I, I like you said it's a little heavy on the points and and threes and not a lot else but i, I don't care man he's still going to put up at least in dfs he's going to rack up he's going to rack up stats Meanwhile, you mentioned Kelly Olynyk a minute ago. Maybe he's ready to turn a corner after kind of a, a game that got our attention. 15.6 rebounds with two steals and three triples all in just 17 minutes before the break, Steve. I don't know. I mean, I think probably at this point it's going to take something along the lines of a Jeremy Grant shutdown for, for Olynyk to take off. But much, much, much crazier things have happened. Uh, how old is Kelly Olynyk, Matt? Uh, I think he's 30. I think he's 30 that's my guess why i think maybe he's like i think he's 28 i'm going 28 this is a real this is a real uh surprise twist you throwing the names at me how old how old is he today you know well steve nailed that one he's 30 he's 30 years old did you nail that he's 30 okay so my point being that the pistons are not going to the playoffs this season is over there's no reason for them to run the old dudes out there down the stretch so i i feel like 17 to 22 minutes is probably where Kelly Olenek's going to be. It's hard to do a lot and get in a groove when your minutes are that low. You know, I know from all my NBA experience, back when I was with the Sonics, you know, I, Tom uh-huh. Chambers and I were teammates. And, uh, you know, they'd play me like 17 minutes a night, like before the All-Star break, and I just couldn't get anything going. You know, we took the break off. Came back after the break. They they ran me out there for 22, 23, 24. Big difference. Yeah. I mean, it's way easier to get get focused. Right. I mean, you can really get in a rhythm, especially the way you play. You're a rhythm player. You know, I mean, once you see a couple jumpers go down, uh, it's ball game. You got to have a little volume. You know, I mean, you weren't the most efficient. You were kind of a Nick Young type of player where it's like, I'm going to, I might get you 25 tonight, but it's going to take some shots to get there. You know who I remind myself of is Paul Mokeski. <laughs> that one uh, went right past me, and I'm guessing most of our viewers slash listeners had the same experience. Pull up a picture of Paul Mokeski when you get a chance. You'll see what I'm. You'll see what I'm talking about. All right, I'll take a look at that later on. That's my homework. Take a look at Billy Paltz too. That works. I just have a couple more quick names to hit. Dante Divincenzo has two five assist games. Since arriving in Sacramento and a five steal game, 14% rostered. I, I put him this far down because I think I'm adding some of the other guys we mentioned before him. But I'm, I'm interested in DiVincenzo, Steve, and I like what is shaping up as his opportunity with the Kings. It seems like they like him and he fits in well there. It, like, I was worried about the Kings having too many guys on the wing for DiVincenzo to really, to really excel, but it sort of feels like they want him to succeed and and they're really pushing for it. So I think he's a he's a fine a fine ad right now, man. 
Nicholas Batum has 14, 18, and three points in his last three games, which kind of sums up the Batum experience perfectly. Two of those last three games have been good. He's 25% rostered. I think you have to be a patient fantasy manager to roster Batum for any long stretch, but I'm okay with it if you're willing to live with a dud like we saw in his last game. I mean, he's only 37 years old, so cut him some slack. He's actually playing pretty well. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with Batum. I, I'd rather they rolled with Amir Coffee and let him do his thing, mm. but that the coffee, the coffee shop is closed. Coffee talk has been silenced. So yeah, it's it's Batum time, and you know Clippers. I don't have standings pulled up in front of me. I feel like they're fighting. They're they're going to be fighting till the end, uh, trying to trying to do the postseason thing. So Batum should should be pretty safe in his role. Last name I've got is. Raul Neto, Steve, his last four games, he had 4.5 dimes, 2.0 steals, 1.03s. He's 11% rostered. In a word, Steve, he is serviceable, but I will say this is shaping up to be a close to a 50-50 platoon with Ish Smith, and I think as a result, the ceiling's pretty low here. Is he serviceable? Is he, man? He's, he's, he's trending that direction lately. He's trending that direction lately. He's trending in the direction of possibly being serviceable. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason he's only 11% rostered. There is. And Ish Smith isn't helping things. And the Washington Wizards are not helping things. Like I, I just think there's there's so many other people you could look at on your waiver wire besides Absolutely. Neto. Like, like, what about this guy? We didn't mention him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot, Matt. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. What about this guy? What about, what about Brian Rosenworcel's best friend? Hartenstein, that's Gichoa, Gichoa again. Well, I would say that when, yeah, when the Clippers win by 31, watch out because, man, he did have a great line. But I think his best stat lines usually correlate to blowouts. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 5 blocks. Brian Rosenworcel, so thrilled. He, he kept him on his roster all this time to get that stat line. But no, not adding him anywhere, Steve. Can we, before we leave... Matt, can we talk about the Indiana Pacers big men situation? Because I think a lot of people have got questions about Isaiah Jackson. And a lot of people okay. are like, is Goga, what's Goga doing? What is going on with Jalen? Like, there's a lot going on there. Is Miles Turner going to play again this season? Roth is still all in on Isaiah Jackson. I am pretty much off that train. Like, I'm so sad because he was it was all getting ready to happen, man. He, like he was ready to blow mm-hmm. up. And I feel like like yesterday on the pod with with uh Roth yesterday, I feel like with Isaiah Jackson, it was like when my friend's band of horses were scheduled to be on Saturday Night Live performing two songs during that incredible TV show. And the writer's strike happened like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like the week before they were supposed to be on and they never got to play Saturday Night Live. That's how I feel we're sitting with Isaiah Jackson right now. So that sprained ankle is the writer's strike in this case. Yes, absolutely. I mean, to me, Isaiah Jackson, at least in Yahoo, has, you know, injured list eligibility. So hopefully you can keep him stashed there because I think the best case scenario here is still great, but I understand if you have to drop him and move on. I'm trying not to do that if I can avoid it. Are you scared that Jalen, this Jalen Smith emergence is going to impact him? Or do you think they can play together? 
I think Jalen Smith has maxed out at 23 minutes since arriving with the Pacers. I'm not sure Carlisle really wants to give him extended runs, so I'm not super worried about it. I think Jalen Smith is a perfectly fine, you know, deeper league guy right now, but I'm not too worried about it. I mean, Isaiah Jackson is just the fancy lottery ticket, right? I mean, he's just the guy because of the skill set who can maybe win some people fantasy leagues down the stretch if things break right. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. It's it's crowded. It's confusing there. Miles Turner might come back. You've got Goga if healthy. You've got Isaiah Jackson if healthy. You've got Jalen Smith in the mix. It's it's crowded. Can we talk about O'Shea Brissett for a second? If we if we if you'd like to. Do you have any thoughts about O'Shea Brissett? Like I rolled the dice on him in FanDuel on like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and he just went nuts. And then his next game, he was he was super quiet. Yeah, he had one bad. He's had basically one bad game in his last five. So. I do think it has to be a perfect storm of just what we've been talking about with other guys being out for him to produce, but he's clearly a guy who can produce when it's lined up right for him. So I think he needs to be rostered until we see how this shakes out. Well, and I, the Pacers also are tanking. So there's a chance Brissett could be a, a silly season winner. He did it last year. There's still there's still a chance that um, Isaiah Jackson could be, but I, yeah, I, if you don't have an, injured spot to put him in i have trouble i feel bad for anyone that's been hanging on to him for 10 days yeah nothing nothing all right steve do we have any viewer questions last ones maybe one more to hit before we go you have anything lined up oh sure let's do this hope full hopeful kings fans hopeful hopeful kings fans steve Steve is uh, an, an expert at reading oh, teleprompter on, on air graphics. Really? Hopeful, hopeful Kings fan. Kings fan. What were you going to say? How were you going to read that before? I was like, hopeful King fan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just working through it. Uh, yeah, you were. Not very well, I might add. Oh, man, I played Wordle today for the first time. Congratulations. Have you done it? No, no, Have no. Have you played it? No. Oh, everybody's sharing. Uh, you see it on Facebook and stuff. I'm not. Like yeah, I'm out. I'm out. That kid got me in. It, it, I'm in. Not going to do I'm, it. I'm hooked. Too popular. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm hooked, man. Hopeful Kings fan wants to know if you would pick up Pokushevsky, Jaden McDaniels, mm-hmm. or your what your Brian Rosenworcel, Daniel Gafford. My heart, my Hartenstein. Your Hartenstein. It's it. It pains me to say it, but it's not Gafford, and it's certainly not Poku. It's not even close. It's Jaden McDaniels. If we're picking one of these guys, it's Jaden McDaniels right now. And Ooh. could could Poku oh. outplay McDaniels down the stretch? Yes, he could. Yes, he could. Could Gafford get back to a twenty-five minute role and and make that enough of an impact in blocks? Yes, that's definitely possible. I think it's. I would love to be able to roster Gafford if he got dropped. I would love him as a pickup just to see how it goes coming out of the break. But I think if you are if you have to pick one right now, it's Jaden McDaniels is probably the safest. So it just depends on what you need. Depends on what you need. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I think you want both of those guys. I think Poku and, and Jaden are both pretty fun pickups right now. Agreed. It's funny that, that Poku's still so, so lowly rostered. I think that's great. All right, Matt, we're going to do one last question from JCN Drickey. Is DeAndre Hunter still a hold, Matt? You, since you are a resident Hawks expert, is 
DeAndre Hunter still hold? No, I hate to say it, he's not. Oh. I mean, look, I he's just, he's not getting defensive stats. He's not getting assists. He's, his percentages aren't anything to speak of. He's basically a kind of low-end points and threes guy right now. And unfortunately, I just think that's where we are. He does not have a big margin for error when it comes to fantasy, Steve. He's got to be making a lot of his shots and he's got to be, you know, rebounding better. And he just has not looked like that guy we saw last year before the injury who was looking like he was emerging as a pretty solid fantasy player. And he just doesn't, again, he doesn't get defensive sets. What? No, I'm frustrated with Hunter in fantasy and in real life. I need to see more. Maybe we'll see more coming out of the break, but I absolutely am okay dropping him for someone else. He's out there in one of my leagues at least, and I did not pick him up. Wow. So what you're saying, Matt, is that DeAndre Hunter is no longer serviceable or intriguing. He's he's hanging on to he's hanging on to a shred of intrigue. There's a little bit of intrigue. He's always kind of been one of the poster poster guys for this serviceable and intriguing thing that we've had going for like 10 years now. But yeah, he, he is sort of like you just remember uh, Arrested Development, the kids girlfriend was Anne and Michael yeah. could never remember her name or even that she exists. Right. That's sort of where DeAndre Hunter is right now. He's Anne. It pains me that because I'll look for any excuse to add a Hawk in a fantasy league and it pains me to have just had to look at him in at least one league recently and just say, nah, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it right now. All right, Steve, on that note, we are going to get out of here. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you may listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back next week coming out of All-Star Weekend with uh, some takeaways, some uh, thoughts as we get into the stretch run of the real NBA season and the fantasy season. Are you interrupting my outro right now? We should have done we should have done all-star predictions. Yeah. Like dunk contest, three point you, screw it. We're that's something you it. gotta raise before the outro, just so you know. And we can do it on Twitter. All right. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Enjoy the festivities, everyone. Steve, uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your uh, the greatest day of your life, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. You too. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.